Well, good afternoon, everyone. So happy to have you with us today. I'm Dwight Henry, your host for the chat, and you are going to enjoy uh, the guest that we have for you today, a longtime friend of mine, and you probably, many of you listening know him or know about him, been in this community a long, long time and has served by now thousands of people making a difference in their life. And I'm talking about uh, my friend, my Christian brother, and the person that I'm happy to have with me today, my friend Larry Self. Hey, good to see you Larry, again, good brother. to be here, buddy. Good hey. to be here with you, I should say. I, I'm excited. I really am. Yes, we, I it's been a long time since we've been behind microphones it, together. It, it has, but yeah. boy, we, we've done all of that. <laughs> Amen. Praise but God. you know, it's amazing how much better looking we get every time we do it. <laughs> you know, I just, what's wrong with getting older? That's you know, right, yeah. get better looking. <laughs> That's right. Joe Namath, you remember uh, in the NFL quarterback, you used to say, I can't wait till tomorrow I get better looking every day. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he's he's doing uh, he's doing um, commercials now for Medicare uh, supplements or something. He hey, still looks pretty good. Do what you got to do. <laughs> That's right, Larry. You uh, you have uh, you and when when someone talks about somebody with a servant's heart, um, your name is on the short list of every, every, everybody's in this community. Uh, you you have had an amazing amazing. I don't want to say career, but time of service in this community, came to this community to pastor a church, ended up founding and being director of the Cooper Rescue Mission for a long time. You're still involved in ministry, still involved in helping people. And first of all, let me just say, let me just say thank you, brother, for allowing God to use you uh, to be a blessing to so many people. Well, you hit the metal on the head. That was just God, whatever has, has been accomplished is him through me. And all the good people of Cook, they've been extremely good to us. Really have. Where did you... Um you you weren't born here, Cooper. You were born in the race somewhere else, close by. I forgot. Yeah, DeKalb County. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the next county over. Yeah, yeah the Smithville area. Yeah, yeah. Now talk about the time. Okay, you came to Cooper initially to pastor a church or, or came to this area. I, I want to talk about that a little bit because I mean, some people know you, remember you as pastor, uh, but mo- more so the rescue mission for the years you served. But when 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 you were being, for lack of a better term, dealt with in your heart about stepping out and being in the ministry. Talk about that process. What happened? How, how did you become a Christian? When did you become a Christian? And, and how long after that did you feel like you were supposed to pastor a church? And how did that happen? In your, how did you know that? Well, that's that's that, that still small voice, you know. But I tell you, the Word of God is what got to me. I was I was working at Ross Gear and Tool Company in Lebanon, Tennessee. And uh, I'd been working nights, so I was transferred to days. And as all in this man's machine, he was a preacher, and of course he began to witness to me. And he while you were working, oh, oh yeah, I, I was all in the machine. I was still working. But, <laughs> That's right. And he was too. See? Yeah. But anyway, uh, and God puts him right beside you. Oh, I, well, whether you want him there or not, I guess. I, yeah, yeah. I was just moving. I moved around a lot, yeah. see, because I was, I was different machines. And uh, he uh, he asked me was I saved. And I said no. You know, he got right to the point now, and he invited me to his church. You know, and. But he asked me to have a Bible, and I said, yeah, yeah, I had one there, you know. <laughs> and he gave me two verses of Scripture. One was Romans ten thirteen, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then he gave me John three sixteen, told me to put my name in it. Now, I'm telling you, brother, uh, I've told this a lot of different places. Now, I was living like a sinner lives. Had three little uh, beautiful little girls, and uh, I, I shudder when I think what I was doing, what I was doing, I'd, I'd give them beer. That's the only beer I guess they ever drank in their life. And it, but I didn't, I knew that was wrong. And so I didn't think very much of me. I yeah. really didn't. And when I read that script, I still get glory bumps. Wow. Uh, I read that scripture, and I said, I didn't think much of myself, but at least I was a whosoever. <laughs> <laughs> you were in that category. I, 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 yeah. 
So we, we you were ready to call on the name of the Lord, I guess. Well, yeah, but it wasn't that quick. But okay. we started going to the man's church to surprise him because he'd been inviting people so many times, you know. And uh, he was pastor of the church. He, he was pastor of the church. He was bivocational. Okay. And so we we started going to church there, and eventually, you know, uh, uh, answered the altar call, and, uh, and God saved me. And uh, my Betty was not with me that day when the kids were sick, so I didn't I didn't just run out and start evangelizing, but but she, we we was about a week passed, and she noticed there was a difference in my life. She started to ask me about it, so I started telling her, and uh, she was saved on her knees down by the bedside that night. So after she asked you what happened to you, yeah, 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 that's what too. So I've said many times, brother, when, when a person said I've got saved, if you don't have a desire to see others saved, they something wrong. You better check her out. Wow. In my honest opinion. But, what great, what great insight and advice! Well, yeah, it, I mean, it's the I, best news you ever had. So it's naturally you want to share it with people. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. And uh, it was—I I don't know how many months went past. That was back in the '60s, and then I felt a, a certain scripture, you know, where that nudged in my spirit. And I felt like God was calling me to preach, you know, and of course I... And it was just several months after you became to the Lord to the Christian? It was not too many months. I, I can't remember. It's been a long time. Sure. But but I was I was mulling over that, you know, and finally I was, we used to call, you know, announce my calling, yeah. and I thought it's, it would shock everybody out of the shoes. They said, well, who's the one when you want to tell it, you know? <laughs> no kidding. But, but anyway... Now you announced it at the church you were attending at the time? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I preached my ser- first sermon. It's a little... A, a storefront church on a, a Main Street down in Lebanon, Tennessee. Wow! And had all my family there, you know. And and uh, wow! So so here's a fella who you're working with, and he and and he's working beside you at least for the time. He's witnessing to you. Yeah. I mean, he's talking to you, and he, and you know, give give a lot of credit to him for obeying God to talk. Oh, to absolutely. You. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, and then he shares with you two these verses of scripture, and the Bible says, you know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God and the salvation. Amen. Pray to God. In other words, there's power in telling the story, and those two little verses came alive it, in you. Oh, it got no. I'm telling you, brother. And, it did. And uh, now, did, were you actually in the, you? So later on, when you started going to that church, that's when you accepted Christ. Right. Yes. 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 Uh, I had another. Have I got time telling one little thing concerning? Myself? Got about a minute in this segment. Go ahead and we'll okay. pick it up right where you leave but, off. But now I was working. I was working out in that a shop, you know, metal working shop, and hadn't been saved too long. And the, and the devil attacked my mind. He said, "You ain't saved. You ain't nothing but a hypocrite." Yeah. And it scared me to death. Now here's what I done. I said, "God, I had walk oil in my hand." I said, "God, if I'm not saved, I want you to apply the bloody old son of my soul right now." Yeah. And I said, "If there's any such thing as getting her do- another dose, I got her right there." <laughs> God gave me that blessed assurance. Wow. I mean, noise are going on. Everybody this, that, and other. But He gave me that that blessed assurance when I claimed the blood. So, wow. Amen. Praise God. That's such a powerful testimony. It, oh, I, mean, I don't it, think I've ever heard that story before. I as long as I've known you. That's that's a that, that is a great because and you know so many times I know I was thirteen when I accepted Christ and and three or four days later I mean and I knew when I stood up something had happened differently on the on the inside of me I knew right. it was different when I stood up and and I just knew that I felt like I had a a shower on the inside yeah. uh, but uh, but three or four days later I did something wrong I sinned I messed up and there was that little voice that you talked about saying well if you something really happened to you you wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Old Same trick. thing. But Old he's a liar, trick. isn't he? He's a, he's a liar and a father of all liars and murders, not Jesus. Indeed. Said. And we're glad you're with us today. This is The Chat, and I'm your host, Dwight Henry. We'll be back with more with my friend Larry Self in just a moment. 
Hey, thanks for staying with us. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, uh, with the chat uh, this afternoon. Happy to have you here. I'm uh, visiting with my longtime friend, Larry Self. You probably know him as the founder and director of the Cookville Rescue Mission. We were just talking about his experience in terms of in terms of how he came to the Lord as a Christian and, and God's calling him into the ministry. So you're there. Uh, you announced it to the church that you were attending at the time there in DeKalb County that you believe God's calling you into the ministry. And somehow from there... You found your way to Cookville to pastor a church. Pick up the story right there and take it forward a little bit. Yeah, and actually it was in it was in Lebanon, Tennessee, in Wilson County. Okay, that's beside the point. But uh, I, I, you know, preached off and on there for a while, and had a, had a radio program in Lebanon, and uh, and then uh, I got called to to preach to a church up in DeKalb County, and, and I was up there, and then they called me to pastor, and I was there for I don't know about a year or so. And I hate to tell you, we had one of them famous bowed splits. <laughs> we started another church, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, they both still are going, though. But uh, yeah. I was I was there uh, after we built a church. It started in a tent down in Alexandria. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was there for, I don't know, a couple of years. And uh, I got called to, to pastor uh, a church here in Cookville. And so that's that's how I came came to. You're still living in Cab County, still living. In I, I was I was living in Wilson County, but I pastored that church in DeKalb County. Oh, okay, I see. And uh, had a radio program. I think we had one in Lebanon, one in Carthage. But uh, then we, uh, I, I got so I thought I was coming to Cookville to pastor a church, but yeah, God was putting me in position to 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 help start a rescue mission. So it was it was neat. So you got to Cookville as pastor, and then. And I've heard some of this story before, and I'd love to hear it again. But then you're pastoring the church, and talk about the the beginnings of the Cookville Rescue Mission. When it, what year it was, and how the where it was, and how it all started. Okay, uh, it, it was actually in '75. We 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 consider our starting date. Our first open house was in '76, but yeah. we we actually started that in in '75. But but you talking about knowing when God wants to do something. We we were having a, a, a had a little church mission. It went off the church I was pastoring down at Double Springs. Yeah, and I had another man from Lebanon was pastoring that, and I'd go down on Sunday night. And that man, he was boy, he was preaching like he was killing snakes. You know? I mean, <laughs> he was going at it. And the Holy Spirit told me, He said, "Stand up." Literally, stand. So he told me to stand up, and I thought, "Well, I'm not. I be on one stand." And and here, now, brother, when he, when God tells you something, and you he you know you know he means it. Yeah. He said, if you can't do something as simple as standing up when I tell you to in this small crowd, don't expect me to ask you to do anything else. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I never felt so tall and you in know my that life. Was the voice of the Lord. Ab- oh, absolutely. Just asking to do something simple, like stand, in the middle of his sermon. Yeah, in the middle. And that, he missed about a half a lick, and, and he kept right on. You know, I never felt so tall in my life. <laughs> but, he, but you did stand up. I stood up, and then I said, "Okay, sit down." But brother Dwight, I'm telling you, I've told this a lot of places. Now, if I'd have been disobedient that one time, now they might have been a cook for rescue mission, but I would not have been a part of it. Wow. I feel that strong in my heart. God gave me, he gave me a kind of little vision like of a preaching to folks and not necessarily in a church house. And that's actually where the mission started right back in my heart down there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It started, it, it started as a leading it, and you decided. Uh, and so you stood up like God, God uh, instructed you in that church service, just a simple act of obedience. And when you did that, 
it wasn't long after that before this idea of a rescue mission began to get in your head and in your heart. Right, right. That same little that same little mission, church mission, there was a guy stood up. His name was Bob Marsh. And uh, he stood up and he told the young people, it was just a small congregation, but he said, whatever you do, don't ever fool, fool with alcohol. He said, it's ruined my life. He, lo- he was an architect. He lost his wife. He lost his family, his car, and on account of the alcohol. Addiction. And so I went to, uh, and it continued on. The next day I was up around town, and, and it's a cold, windy day on, on Broad and Cedar Street. You're there in Cookville. You're talking in about Cookville, yeah. And I run up on Bob, and I said, Bob, I, I, are you are you still on the wagon? You know, meant on the water, water and wagon. And he's the one that testified in church, don't yes. get involved with alcohol. That's right. That's right. And and he said, yes, I'm still on it right now. But said, where I've been, it's been flowing like water. And I tell people, I said in my most preachery voice, I said, Bob, you should not go to places like that. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit spoke again and said, what are you doing to give him another place? Wow. And I said, wow. And before I got away from that, I went around the corner there on Broad Street. They used to have a, it was a pool hall, but you could buy hot dogs and chili through a window there. And there's a guy came up on crutches and said, want me to buy him some, some chili or hot dog. And again, God said, there's a need here. There's a need here. And that's when I went to a phone booth and called my friend, Brother U.L. Whitson, and said, I believe God is moving on my heart to start a rescue mission in Cookville. He said, you know, I've been thinking the same thing. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, now, you're talking about phone booths, so that was a while ago. That we, was. <laughs> that, you, back you, when we had phone booths. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think, I don't believe it was the kind that, that Superman used to change in <laughs> on them hung on a pole, you see. Did you put a nickel or a dime in it? I believe it was, I believe it was a dime. <laughs> it's it's been, got to be a quarter. So been. out of those two experiences, this, are you sure with this man, what are you doing to stay out of those places? And this fellow who wanted to buy you to buy him something to eat. Yeah. Now, was, was that the hot dog place there on Cedar? Street in, in Cooper was it? Is that where they? It, it was there? actually on Broad Street. Okay, it was, it was a big. It used to be a pool hall, and then they had a window that people could order from from the street. And now we got about a minute and a half left in this segment, and we'll pick it up right there. But so from there, you call uh, Brother Whitson and said, "I it's this is in my heart." He said, "It's in my heart too." What was the next step you took? Well, we started looking for a building to operate. Okay, and uh, now people always say, "Laura, self and the rescue mission," but. But Brother E.O. Whitson, see, he was a long-time resident here. And I I, I could not have rented a, a outhouse, to be honest with you. Yeah. So through Brother Whitson's knowing people. Connections. Yes, sir, connections. We was able to get to the first location on Cedar Street. And it, it was. A, and, and I've heard you talk about that before, too. And that's so, such a great story to hear. So it was, it was kind of upstairs, and it was just a room. It, well, it was no. It was more than it was a, a few rooms. You yeah, know, it was few rooms. It was twenty three steps straight up because we we took a uh, upright piano up that thing. <laughs> so that was a challenge. To, yeah, it's so that story. is where, right there on Cedar Street in nineteen seventy six, that is where the Cookville Rescue Mission actually began. Yes, yeah, sixteen North Cedar. Yep. Wow. And how long were you there? We were there about four years at that location. And then, then we had to. And, and I've heard you tell it before at that point in time, and we'll pick it up in the next segment. Uh, you know, that uh, that was not a place where really you, you had room for people to spend the night, 
But basically, uh, your wife prepared some food, and uh, that's kind of what kicked it off. And, that, that's the way it started. And uh, we're going to talk about that food and how it started and <laughs> and, and what it's evolved to um, at this point in time. We're glad you're with us this afternoon on the chat. I'm your host, Rod Henry. I'm very happy to be visiting with my good friend, Larry Self, founder and director of the Cookville Rescue Mission. And we'll talk more with him in just a moment. Hey, we're back on the chat. Happy to have you with us. I'm visiting uh, today with my good friend, uh, Larry Self, who was the founder and director for so many years of the Cooper Rescue Mission, and we're going to continue that story. So you're there on Cedar Street. Uh, you'd witnessed to a man who had an alcohol problem. Uh, someone came there also and asked you to buy some food. You felt uh, impressed again to start a, a rescue mission, called a friend of yours, Brother Whitson. Uh, he ends up uh, finding a place to rent there on Cedar Street. How many? How many steps up? Twenty three. Twenty three steps up, and you carried a, a, a grand piano. Up Not there. a grand. It was an upright. upright. I mean, piano. them one of them heavy ones. Yeah, I'm telling there. you. So you're up there, and you've got a few rooms, but but it, it didn't it didn't start obviously with the kind of property that the rescue mission has now. You had those few rooms, and your wife Betty. What did she cook? Hey, I, I wish it was on TV where you could see Brother Dwight's eyes light up every time I tell that. But see, we, we had actually started, it was it was actually started out as kind of the daytime ministry. We yeah, just, that's what I mean. We just, we just reached out to our, we'd see the guy, they'd gang up, you know, buying whatever they drank that particular day, and we'd invite them up, you know, coffee and donuts and, and, and gospel tracts and what have you. But one Saturday afternoon, I come in, I, we'd been to Lebanon to pick up a refrigerator, and there's a young black man sitting on the curb. And we pulled up, and he, he hopped off and helped us uh, unload it, and, and he needed a place to stay that night. And my first thought was to tell him, well, you know, we're not set up to keep people overnight. But then again, the Lord spoke, said, there's there's a need in front of you. So I said, well, you you going up, I'll, I'll be back here in a few minutes. And I live in a little house over in the fairground at the time. It don't even stand there any longer. And I went home, and, and my sweet wife was a frying chicken, and fried chicken, fried homemade, ch- oh, my gracious. Was she frying chicken for you now, for the rescue mission? She was, no, she was she was frying it. I mean, she was just frying chicken for the house. See? Okay, yeah. She didn't know nothing about all this. So okay. I went home. I told him I had that man over there, and so she sent him some fried uh, fried chicken and homemade biscuits and uh, preserves. I believe it was. So that was our first meal. Wow. <laughs> so here's this fellow shows up, and you go home, and your wife's preparing fried chicken for you and biscuits and all like that, and you. You take it to him, and I'm assuming he spent the night there. He, yeah, he, we, we didn't have a bed. We had a couch yeah. in, in a setting area, and uh, but he didn't take my chicken. I didn't get, I didn't get <laughs> my, my part. <laughs> I still got chicken. You had yeah, yeah. You had enough. You had enough Baptist, and you still had to have some of that chicken. <laughs> yeah, had to have some of that chicken. Well, sure, yeah. People, but, but that literally was. The first person that you served in terms of now, I assume that that was a kind of a place in town where men congregated and the, right. the people who needed the daytime service that the Cookville Rescue Mission provided, they would be right there, literally downstairs, and you could bring them up and minister to them and help them during the day. Absolutely, yeah. See, back then, a lot of people don't remember they used to have these old boarding houses. You, yeah, you you don't remember them probably. There was a boarding house. They were several in Cookville. And you had a, a bed to sleep on and a nail to hang your britches, yeah. and that was about it. And yeah. so they spent a lot of the days uh, hanging out, you know, and they were drinking. I mean, I can't even tell what they would drink, you know. It's, yeah. And, 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 but now people saw all of them people at their very worst, Yeah. and we got to see them at their best. So they had some good times. So you saw that, and the Lord impressed you. You saw those people down there. You saw it as a need. You saw it as an opportunity to serve. You saw, And those kind of became your... People you serve to your clients. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Started yeah. making a difference in life. We, we, 
Now this fellow who, but this fellow who ate the chicken and the biscuits, he was the very first person. Very, f- I, I wonder where he's at now. I like. I would, him. I would wonder that too. Cause we took him down. We took him to the little mission church down in Double Springs. But at that time, I, I had resigned the church. <laughs> and uh, you got more involved in the rescue mission and the yeah, and, and me, yeah. <laughs> at <laughs> our suggestion. <laughs> but I, I said, "Go over. I go preach some now over there." But anyway. And it's okay because the question was, are you going to pastor our church or are you going to run a rescue mission? That, and that's a, that was an honest question yeah. from one of the deacons. I said, give me give me, give me, me a couple of weeks and, and I'll give you my answer. And and I, I knew all along, but once the, the two weeks up, I said, well, you know, I'm just going to I'm just gonna go ahead and resign because I feel led to do this. this wow. Work, you know? Yeah. And little did you know that when God brought you to Cookville, I mean, isn't it good, Larry, to serve an all-knowing God? Oh, oh. I my. mean, we don't know, but he does. And when you came here, you had the church around, and you did serve that church for a while. Yeah, but it was years. really to start a ministry that between 1976 and now as we're sitting here, 2021, has served hundreds and hundreds and yes, hundreds it, of yeah, people. Yeah, it has. Is that not right? And, and, and God left. What if you what if you uh, like you like you said, what if you had not stood up in that church service, or what if you had not accepted this pastor here in Cookville? I mean, a lot of things could have happened. What, what if what? I'd, I'd been in one rescue mission in my life, and that was one that had a small one in Lebanon, Tennessee. Yeah, and they had people to come in to preach, which I did. But there's something when I walked in the chapel, it was set up kind of like the old, the old original building down here at the Cookville Rescue Mission. Had the kitchen area in the in the basement and the chapel upstairs. You, I walked in, a brother, and I smelled chili cooking. Did you really? I really did. And and again, that that's the first thing. Ain't I got God said there, there, I seen there was a connection somehow. Yeah, I didn't get it at the time. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, there was that. There's a connection See, where you just you just knew that had something to do with your smelling life. Smelling food, food cooking, and, and going to present the gospel. Now there's a lady when I was about there. There was a lady that we had people come from out in the community, you know, to our church services, and she walked in. She's a good lady. She passed away now, but she had a kind of a sharp tongue. She come in one morning. It smell like chili in here. I said, it's a rescue mission. It is chili. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway. but see, when you smell that food and you saw that, that you had some sort of sense about you, right. that there was something going on that was going to be a part of your life, even though you couldn't connect all the dots to that point. I, I did not. I had no, not a clue. And, and, uh, so I went to, when we come up to Cookville uh, to pastor this church, see, I, all in my heart, I'm saying, move out of the, the way, Belly Graham, if you don't want to get caught in my dust. I mean, this. Yeah. And, and they did a story. I did a story for the the Herald Citizen, and they said, uh, uh, Cookville Baptist, well, anyway, name of the church. Yeah, fine. Cookville fine. Baptist Temple is a church on the grow. And yeah. I, you probably heard him this boy. I said, it did grow right immediately after I left. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but I helped, we helped ordain uh, the pastor still there now. Yeah. And I go over when I get a chance. Wow, that's yeah. great. What a story. And then from there, uh, you know, the rescue mission continued to grow. And how, how long did you serve uh, as as director of the rescue mission? Actually, 38 years. And wow. then, then I wound up the last three or three and a half year as just pastor of the church parts. Yeah, yeah which and, was associated with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, you know, you look back on 38 years of service, how many people came through there that you served, that you fed? Uh, a number of them were led to the Lord as a result yes, of that. Yes, absolutely. And it, it all started, well, it started when when you accepted the call to the ministry, but when it started when you went home and 
Betty was frying some chicken, and then you and and there you had your first uh, first person you served, which is a pretty good start if you ever think about it. <laughs> eating fried right. chicken and homemade biscuits. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty. And but most, anyway, yeah, most people know where the, it's located now. Larry, we we want uh, we want you to stay. We're going to do the but ne- for next week's show. You're going to be right here. We're going to do. We're going to continue this conversation. Is that okay? Thank, oh, I'd be great. I'd be great. Hey, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, I've been delighted to be able to talk to my longtime friend, Larry Self, and we appreciate your being with us. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Join us next week, same time, for The Chat.